again, everyone. My name is Mike Cisneros, and this is the voice of Cincy Craft, Cincy Brewcast. We'd like to welcome everyone uh, on our podcast uh, listening right now, and also everyone that's watching live worldwide on Periscope TV. We'd like to say hello to everybody out there that is watching tonight. Uh, joining me tonight, as always, is the man who is synonymous with anonymous, but hardly known. Great to be back. And the queen of Cincinnati craft beer commentary, the one, the only from Oakley Pub and Grill, Tina Cisneros. Tina. Hello, everyone. You didn't say ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> I will and, curse the show. And we are really <laughs> amped up. We are really in a great mood tonight. We are really happy to be able to bring you uh, some people that really, I mean, I think right now, probably uh, at if not at certainly near the top of the Cincinnati craft brewing scene, uh, the one of the founders and the head brewer from Mad Creek Brewing, Kenny McNutt. Kenny, welcome to Cincy Brewcast. Hey, thanks for having me. And also joining him tonight is the marketing and events coordinator for Mad Creek Brewing, Lauren Amos. Lauren, good evening. Hi. And uh, you join us tonight to discuss, we'll talk as much as we care to talk about mad tree in general uh as we as we go along with the show but we're here to talk specifically tonight about the summer bonanza the winter bonanza has been a big thing for you guys over the, over the last i guess couple of years i called it you know a touchstone event in the cincinnati craft beer events calendar that you know i mean that's a little overboard but it's not too far off the mark and now you're starting a summer edition of that so we want to talk about that we want to discuss that and all things Mad Tree, but first tonight we do our thing, uh, and we taste and comment on the uh, beers at hand, and uh, that is called from the beer fridge. And tonight we've got a selection of, I believe, three that we're going to try. And uh, first thing that we're going to go with is the uh, Mad Tree from courtesy of Kenny McNutt, Experimental Pale Ale number 6. So let's get that going right here. I've been loving all of the Experimental Pale Ales as they come on tap in the tap room, too. It's uh, It's been fun seeing how they're all the same but very different from each other. Uh, well, this this one by far is my favorite so far. And uh, uh, in Experimental Pale Ale 6.1 coming soon, um, <laughs> we're actually going to do two different, uh, use two different yeasts. Uh, so we'll put them both on tap at the same time. Oh, Look fun. for that probably late September. So the same beer, just just a different yeast? Slightly, or slightly modified. Different? Yeah, we uh, we moved some of the bittering hops uh, down cl- uh, more into the uh, into the later boil uh, to get more flavor and aromatic out of it. As I distribute said nectar of the gods i've heard it described as citra highlight please pass to your left there some of those uh you're not terribly far off there uh we use copious amounts of citra and simcoe as well as some mosaic in here citra low no not citra low (laughs) i believe we're short okay Gotcha. Pass that around to see. We with this new we're in we're in our new digs tonight. We put together a little studio uh, in another part of the uh, manse that is the Cincy Brewcast Studios. We've got a request and for a poor mic, which I guess we kind of have. We we have down. what we have to do is is get our passing skills where we pass around the around the table. So anyway, this is the experiment number six uh, for uh, 
get one for your mother there, or else we're going to be in big trouble. Uh, How about a lazy Susan? <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. lazy. Yeah. That was discussed. Actually that was discussed for the periscope, where we would just go around with the periscope. You could drill another hole in the table. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. We that went really well. I have the I have the, dr- I have the drill now. <laughs> I have a new drill, and I can drill the hole. So. Table's going to look like a piece Citra, of Swiss Citra High Light. That's not a bad um, um, characterization. So, what makes it? What would make it light then? The lower, the lower, lower alcohol content. Yeah. A little, not as sort of aggressive. As the Citra High flavor. I agree. Very nice. Yeah, it's, it still has some of that. Um, that danky flavor too that uh-huh. uh-huh. you don't get from a lot of the the more sessiony kind of pale ales a lot of the time, which I like. And it has the it has the resiny sort of right, you know, which I've found to be uh, what I prefer more so than the. I like the I like the fruity tropical fruit ones, but I, I'm I'm more partial to the uh, piney resinousy uh, hops, I guess. So. All right, Angie, are you getting us what's That's next? Good. Ready? Um, no. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, we need a new. We need. We, maybe you need to sit over there. Yeah, clearly. You, 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 you know, ever the waitress. This is the tap and screw porter. Um, let me check. It's called it jacked. Jacked porter. Courtesy of a uh, country fresh market and beer and wine. Now is that, is that jacked with an exclamation point at the end? You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> it might I be, actually. I know I just poured it on myself. All right, pass to your left. There. Well, thank you. There's your, there's, your, there's your poor mic up there. I think that was synthesized. There we go. <laughs> I, have it, I have it in the uh, playback. <laughs> We good? We happy? If all of the samples end up here, that's still okay. Just you, and then you're good. Where's your mom? Where's Mrs. C? I don't know. Is this what just, I just keep going. That's for her when she comes around. I don't think we need to be having the giving the person who's not in the room conversation on mic. It's my show. I do whatever I want. This is the internet. We'll do whatever we want. All right. It's good. It's it's. I haven't had a single tra- tap and screw beer ever in my life. It's kind of amazing to think that there's a beer that I haven't had. Not just a beer, an entire brewery. You drank an entire brewery? <laughs> Over, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a sense, yes. On this show, I, I try in, in, the fir- in the first fifteen minutes. Um, I don't like the nose of it at all. I think it smells like really super bubble gummy. Are there adjuncts in this? I don't know. I get a very heavy cocoa taste early. Yeah, I get a yeah. I get a cocoa taste, but it's it's it's. It's not as it's not as creamy as some porters that I've had, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but but you know the the 
you know some of the some of the top flight porters that we've had and there's plenty of them uh, around town uh have a more creamy uh less i guess even though they're carbonated, a less carbonated quality. It almost it tastes kind of like a like a chocolate milky kind of thing without the you know. Yes, tastes like Nesquik or something. I don't throw some lactose in there. Yeah. I can't say that I don't like it. I just feel like it's missing something. I think it's also a little bit more bitter than your average porter. I mean... I don't think so. I do. I just always feel like I get a nice, sweet, kind of sweet creaminess. Maybe that's what it... Maybe it doesn't have the sweetness that I'm, that I usually, that I'm usually interested in with a porter. Maybe. I don't know. It could be just at that experimental pale ale number six was so badass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one. I've got the other one over here, but we need glasses. No, no, got the other one. Sorry, you confused her. <laughs> I'm just trying to get this dog off the floor because he's trying to knock over the growler and drink it. Well, he's a smart dog. I, tra- I trained him. I trained him well. And this is the... Um, the ravishing red from Big from Slam Big Brewing, Slam Brewing, which is um, Adam from Blue Ash Show. Yes, at at B, at B- who A-S- I'm pretty sure is our biggest man, fan. Who uh, may be our biggest fan? He's certainly our biggest supporter. He's given us a lot of love, no, so I, we we thank you for uh, providing us with a little of the home brew. Already told Adam it was a little too ravishing for me, so <laughs> we'll see if it holds up to that. I'll let you pour your A little boozy. What do I smell there? There's some definitely some fruity esters going on in there. Getting like some what kind of what is that spiciness I'm sort of getting? Do you have it two inch? Cardamom, right? Cardamom? Was that it? Is that what we decided? I like that. Almost saison Yeah, I was going to yeah. say kind of a Belgian-y kind of. Yeah, yeah I wonder Bel- what kind Belgian, of yeast to use. Belgian. I don't know if we can call him our biggest fan if he's not on Periscope right now to tell us. <laughs> actually really like this but not not what i consider to be a red it's yeah a, i don't it's think a it's ravishing a red. red it's a ravishing red so we've had this discussion many times about styles and well yes we had it was rather heated last time <laughs> so yes i Let's let's start. So anyway, that's let's be uh, done with the beer. Yes, fridge. that's uh, that's from the beer fridge. Uh, let me play the thing. Again. From the beer fridge. 
Let me ask a cool. brewer. Everybody that's listening, feel free to chime in with what you're drinking. Tell us about it and everything, and we'll uh, pass it on. on the yes, uh, 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 you can hashtag it from the beer fridge, I guess, and uh, you can tell us what you're drinking. We already told you what we're drinking, and uh, right now we are going to talk with Kenny and uh, uh, Lauren. And uh, first of all, I guess I'll ask a brewer the question: What about? What about brewing the styles? Benome and I have had big time discussions. Um, I think brewing the style is like kind of like a final exam. I think it's kind of like going to school and learning how to add or subtract or multiply or divide. And I think that if you're going to call, if as a brewer, if you're going to call something a pilsner or a oatmeal stout or a red or a something of that nature it better be close <laughs> at least that's the way i feel about it it better be it it better be it it better it's every it, week. it better taste to yeah <laughs> it better taste close to you know some of the top examples that i've had now that's just me no money other hand i, I I don't say that I'm that far off from that. I think that when you pick up a beer at the store, if you go up to a brewery and look at the board, you should know what it's kind of going to taste like. But if you want to call this a ravishing red and have some, you know, it's got some Belgian yeast or whatever it may be, I have no problem with that. It's still a red ale in my book because you were the person that created it told me it was. So I, you know, I think that pushing those styles is what makes beer change over time, and that's kind of what makes it fun for me, but... At the same time, if somebody calls it a stout and it's it's just a stout, I'm okay with that too. So, what so. do you think? As long as it's not too stouty, right? It can't be too stouty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if you look at our portfolio, we've never really made beers to style. It's never been the fear is that you'll you'll pigeonhole pigeonhole yourself into something, and you'll make it just because the guidelines say to do that. And then if you look at the guidelines, they they evolve so much over time and that's I think because people push those boundaries right so you'll you'll see a style disappear one year you'll see it broken down into six more categories I'm totally making this up right now but I do realize that BJCP is, is has evolved tremendously but over the last couple of years look at IPA I mean right. IPA and, it just as a style is turned into this whole broad range of things you're absolutely right and and as we submit beers to beer festivals such as GABF and whatever we have to look at the styles every year just to see what's there and what's not there because you see a category from the year before, you think your beer fits in that, then the next year it's gone. Um, so you know you're trying to figure out what style to stick it into. Uh, I mean, as a, as a big testament for the different for the way that we don't necessarily brew to style identity crisis, right? Why why do you think it's called identity crisis? Right. Because it really doesn't Absolutely. have a style. Right. I don't even know what category to put that into. Um, and then I mean, gnarly brown. That's that that doesn't that's technically a porter if you look at it from a BJ, BJCP guidelines. Um, it doesn't do terribly well if you put it into the porter category for uh, because even though it's closer to that style, people don't associate that necessarily with a porter when it comes to judging. Um, then happy amber, right? That's a dry hopped amber ale. It's a little bit bigger than your typical amber is. So uh, we've never really been sticklers for, for style. We get close. We ballpark it. If we're going to say it's an oatmeal stout, obviously it's going to have oatmeal in it and, and it's going to be, be stouty. stouty. <laughs> Um, but even things like the, the great pumpkin, we, we decided early on that, that pumpkin, actual pumpkin in the beer is just bad for the process and it makes your life difficult and it doesn't really give much flavor to that beer. We make up for it with the different spices we put in, which kind of take over for, uh, uh, for the, the flavors anyway. 
The and summer bonanza. What what made you guys want to repeat that craziness? I went last yeah. year. There's like and over three thousand people that are already on Facebook. <laughs> so what 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 was the reason at all? Let's do now. Let's do this in the summertime when it's hot and you know it's. I don't know. I think because it's fun. I mean, yeah. if you had such a good time at the winter one, why wouldn't you have just as much fun at a summer I agree. One? I, 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 agree. I honestly believe that last year's winter bonanza was the most fun I've had all year. And that's not even, no, that's not even an exaggeration. We just set I had the so bar much high. fun. <laughs> all my friends were there. The beer was there. It was so much fun. The music was great. The food was fantastic. It was just such a fun event. And, um, I, so yeah, everybody, it's going to be the most fun of your life. <laughs> and why wouldn't you want to have a party with 10,000 of your best friends, right? It's a blast. Yeah. I grew up in a tiny little town with 4,000 people. So at the last Bonanza, I think we had six, 7,000 people, which is absolutely <laughs> insane to think about that my hometown had, is about half the size of the number of people that showed up to one party. And of course, more room now than ever, I guess, uh, the, the, you know, since you purchased the, uh, uh, the, uh, property next door, the old, I guess, office supplier, whatever, whatever was in that building, and 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 now even more room to stretch out and to, and have fun. Tell us about uh, what's going to happen, what some of the beers are, and so forth. Um, so we're gonna have seven bands uh, throughout the day. They're gonna be in the warehouse, and then this year we're gonna have four DJs that are gonna be on the patio in kind of the main tap room, right, in the outside. So those will be both going all day long throughout the day. Um, and then lots of beer. <laughs> Kenny can talk about more. <laughs> uh, uh, the music, uh, Cody. This one day, right? This is just the on yep. the on the on so next week on Saturday. So pretty much every every two hours, roughly, a new a new band on starts. the twenty on the twenty ninth. Uh, Cody J Martin, uh, forty six along. That's an interesting name. Sweet and the sweet and the sweet sweet. Sweet and the sweet <laughs> sweets. Yep. <laughs> what kind of what kind of music do they play? Sweet music. Sweet. <laughs> Serial Killers, I like that one spelled C-E-R-E-A-L. Uh, the Founding Fathers, D-A-A-P Girls. Gee, I wonder where they went to school. Uh, the and the Almighty Get Down, which is uh, I've I've seen and heard them. They're 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 pretty almighty, I would have to say. So um, and then the beers, and of course, gosh, there's a list here, and it, man, it's it's. You don't even have the half of it. Yeah, it's the. <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> we have a new updated list. Is this? I mean, this is. Pretty much that list is just the magic. Damn beers. near everything that you guys have ever brewed, I guess, isn't it? It's uh, pretty close. It's. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't see anything on there that's really not. Bringing back some old favorites I, too. I don't see Fryer Bacon. Uh, <laughs> that might not have been us. Oh wait a minute! What's that? Oh wait a minute! I don't know which one did I have then? What, did, what was it? What was the one that you guys had? Porkopolis. Okay, my bad. <laughs> Uh, who's that? Who's that? What the? That's Listerman. Oh, is that Listerman? Okay. Well, you know. They are going to have some beer there, though. So I'm sure that, uh, yeah. It's, what about, so everybody's going to be We've got there. a question on Periscope for what Hefeweizens are going to be there. Great question. I don't think we have any going on. I don't on. think we do either. Pretty sure we don't. Most of these are a little bit bigger uh, beers. Uh, generally, we look for something that a brewery has that, you can't just go in any day and get right. right. So, so typically, I think the lightest offerings we have, uh, we have a Goza um, from Cellar Dweller. Then most of the rest are, you know, you've got a, a lot of barrel aged beers, um, some double IPAs, uh, some porters, like uh, bonus check porter from Fifty West. Uh, we do have from Great Lakes a Honey Ale Blonde. Um, 
So that one ought to be fun, but that's still an eight percenter. And then we've got a handful of barrel aged beers going on, including June, uh, which uh-huh. is the it's effectively lift with uh, juniper and ginger added right. to gin bourbon barrels. Yeah, it's always a mouthful to say. And I've had a couple of bottles of that uh, over the summer, and I find it terrific. It's just wonderful. Uh, I, I tried it on the show. Actually. Yeah, we tried it on the show. Um, um, well, uh, yeah, Citra High, you have to mention that one. That's oh, yeah. On tap again. Well, we've got Citra High on. We've got Double Plus Good. And um, you know what I would skip over both of those for? What's that? Soul Drifter. Well, <laughs> we have Soul Drifter, too. <laughs> Still on in the tap room, is no. it not? It, it is. was yesterday. Yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> I, think I think we're down to the last six it's kegs of the close. season. Though. Can't yeah. get enough of it. Man. Now, in it's the so wintertime, a little bit heavier, a little bit stronger beer might be it's it's you know it's you can i mean you can it's a, it's a warmer it's winter time it's cold so you want something that's going to warm you up the, you're worried about to, you know a little bit the high alcohol content in the summer kind of you know knocking people out early or no not really most of these beers are i mean they're all sixtals all the guest taps are so they're going to go really fast i mean last or at the last bonanza i i feel like they were going 10 15 minutes oh yeah not I, even I, that. I, I, I worked them i, we I poured did. the six barrels we did and the, uh, it was like uh, 10 minutes we did the land grant um uh, I, a land grant ipa and it was gone and it was gone i think it was gone in 5 minutes was i mean it? there might have been like a, you know however many people can drink a 12 ounce glass out of a out of a six barrel and it was gone man it was like that so I feel like we went to go like get another of something and immediately it was like gone like we went back yeah. in line and they were like yeah. sorry we don't have yeah. it yeah. Not really it was me okay. okay it was me <laughs> <laughs> like never mind we won't have it again <laughs> we've got a nice selection of lighter beers mad, yeah, with mad, mad pills dreamsicle lift i mean lift is probably gonna lift and mad pills will probably steal the show dreamsicle i'm sure is gonna do really well there too any of the new brewers coming online to join the uh, bonanza uh i think the newest is probably Let's think about it here. Um, actually, you know, I don't know who the newest brewery would be. I've never heard of Fifth Street. Uh, they're Dayton. Okay. Yeah. So we tried to bring in Dayton. We couldn't. Obviously, the, the Cincinnati craft scene is blowing up. We could not in order to get all the all the different breweries that we wanted. Because we wanted to go regional. We wanted it to go statewide as well. Um, it, well, I guess regional would be statewide, right? Um, we wanted to put more more than just locals on. So we had, sure. we had to actually cut out some of the locals just to do this. Sure. Um, because, you know, we have, what, 35, 40 uh, guests on tap. Right. And there are 20, I think, Cincinnati breweries now, which is incredible. It's great to see. It's we have, there's yeah. a request on Periscope for you to be pouring. Um, watch this. Hold my beer. <laughs> I'm not. Hey, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Brew Professor. Oh, oh it's Brew Professor. Right. Gotcha. Uh, we do have a few kegs left over that, that's still in tap room. So for some reason, we have a, we have a gap to fill. I heard they, they were going to pour it, but it was crap. So they, they decided not to. Tell me about that one and why. The, and, and that's a great name. Tell me about the, uh, what is it? Watch this. Hold my watch beer. this. Hold my beer. Yeah, yeah. It's a collaboration with, with uh, Beer Mumbo. Okay. And uh, the brew professor who we just hired. Okay. So right. He'll, he'll yeah. Starting early September. Right. Yeah. They wanted to come in um, and make a beer, and we said, you know what, this will be fun. Let's do it. So I think their concept was a an American light lager that doesn't taste like crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so it's a pilsner. Um, it's a dry hop pilsner. Uh huh. Yeah. Double dry hopped. Excellent. We used an experimental hop number. I'm gonna make up a number right now. Number seven two one five nine. I have no idea what number it was, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, it the experimental hop didn't quite have the aromatics and taste that we thought it was going to have, uh, so we added a second dry hop mosaic to it, um, and it turned out 
interesting. We'll say that. <laughs> that that's just fascinating. It, 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 take me through the process of when you taste something like that, and 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 you you know you don't like it or you don't think it it it, it meets your expectations. What what kind of? I mean, you can actually. I mean, it's just always amazes me about the brewing art is that you can go in and you can change it. You know, just just almost like on a whim. Tell us. I mean, tell me something about that. I mean, it, you know, I mean. It, well, it, it really depends on, on where in the process uh, you're picking up certain flavors, aromatics, whatever it is, what you're trying to change. Uh, I mean, like the experimental pale ale, right, that's an iterative process. We're on number six. And, in fact, uh, that's six experimental names that we've given, right. but we've we've gone through another three or four pale ales in the past. Um, and so with that, you just kind of start with your base recipe, right, your malt recipe. You pick the hops that you're looking for, whatever profiles you want. We've made to date something like 85 different beers. So we kind of have a backlog of data to go back and look and say, hey, you know, we're looking for this, this, or that. So, well, I remember that in this beer, so let's go see what that recipe was and see, see what we can tweak. So, I mean, for instance, in, in this experimental paleo number six, we did, uh, uh, we know that, that Citra and Simcoe go really well together. Um, and so we kind of took that and we, and we put it into, into the paleo number six. Um, and then we added some mosaic to, to change it up a little bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, you just look at what you've done in the past and, and go from there. Awesome. It's like baking, but it, it takes two weeks, two to three weeks to get any results, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk Mad Tree a little bit. Um, probably the, obviously you guys know how much I like it. You see me like five times a week. I think you're there more than I am. <laughs> well, just, you know, um, like, anytime just, we talk to a brewery, it's like they, they've kind of thrown Mad Free out there as their model of what they want to be, who has done it right. And they, right. You know, yeah. And I mean, I remember sitting at the bar on, you know, Thursday nights and it's just me and like eight or nine people at the bar and, you know, a smattering of maybe 20, 30 people. You guys didn't even take Amex. And now you get your... Is that what shoots you to stardom when you take Amex? <laughs> That's how you know you've made it, is when you take Amex. Um, no, but now it's just, you know, if you... It's constantly packed, constantly busy. Is this anywhere near what you thought or what you hoped for? I mean, how is your current success line up with what your kind of expectation when you guys started the company, um, started the tap room? Um, so kind of how, you know... What do you feel about how successful you guys are at this point um, compared to what you had hoped for or were thinking about when you uh, when you started out? It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Did you uh, ever think in a million years it would be like this? Uh, I mean, I can dream pretty big, but this is... Well, A, when we started the business plan back in 2010, I guess, uh, tap rooms weren't really legal, right? So that law changed March of 2012, I believe. Uh, you know... Big thanks to, to the guys that were here at the time. I know that uh, Mount Carmel was a big advocate for it. I assume Rivertown was a big advocate for it as well. And, you know, they helped push that legislation through. Um, so in the plan, I mean, we had no projections for tap room, and, and we pretty much had to scrape whatever pennies we had left after uh, we built the production facility to put the tap room in, knowing that that will drive sales. A, it'll, it, it's a revenue generator, and B, it, it drives people to buy more beer outside of the tap room. And it brings people in from not just Cincinnati, but but from the region, from the nation. Um, so that has been a huge catalyst for our growth. Without that, without the revenue that that generates, um, we would not have grown near as fast as we've grown. We just couldn't afford to do it. 
and and then yeah, I mean, like you said, the Thursdays used to be a handful of people. That was back in probably 2013. I haven't seen a Thursday with that wasn't packed in in years yeah, at this point. It's been a while. I've never. I don't think I've ever been in there when it wasn't <laughs> busy, at least, right, if not right. packed. Yeah, and you know, in my imagination, I remember trying to put. Once we realized we were going to put a tap room in, we kind of guessed at what revenues would look like. And then when you have to fill out all your credit card stuff to process it without doing Amex because it costs way too much. Right. Um, <laughs> you have to give them a monthly estimate. And I think now we do 4X what I thought my monthly estimate was going to be every week. So it's, yeah, it's an insane just that that place is taken on a mind of its own. Sometimes they call it a monster, but it's well, a great yeah, monster. Because, I mean, it's where people want to be. You can't get... You know, if you go in any time, but my, I think specifically, you know, between the hours of like seven and nine on a Saturday, you can't get within 10 feet of the bar unless you know somebody. It's, I mean, it's, it's insane. If you're looking for a calmer time, lunch Wednesday through Friday. <laughs> and I'm there at that time too. Don't worry. Or early on Sundays. <laughs> don't say too much now. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's fun to have watched, you know, when I started coming in pretty early. Um, to kind of just watch it all grow up. And I just, as a customer, um, I can only imagine how you guys feel watching it. You must be incredibly proud. Yeah, and I tell people that, that it's been the longest two and a half years and the shortest two and a half years I've mm-hmm. ever experienced. Because it seems like, and from an outsider's perspective, people will tell me this. They ask how old we are. We say two and a half years old or, you know, at the time, two years, whatever. I say, man, I feel like you guys have been here for a decade. Yeah, yeah. So it, I, I'm sure we all have the same question written down the, uh, how big do you want to get? You know, how, what is what is too big for for Mad Tree? I don't know what too big is, but I will tell you that that from the beginning we always said we want to be the most respected craft brewery in the region, right? You set your goals, you set your mission, and you you, you leap forward and you hope for the best, right? You you try to strive for that. You think about what it means to be the most respected craft brewery, and so every decision you make, um, you try to look at the facets that make up that 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 mission. And if you don't reach those, if if they don't fit into those those goals that you've set, then you have to question whether you're doing the right thing. So we said region, right? We said region from the beginning. And when now you have to define what the region is and it's state of Ohio, it's Kentucky, it's, it's Indiana, right? So that's your tri-state region. We have a stretch goal to be, uh, Michigan, uh, Illinois as well. So five States. Uh, I don't know what that number is, but that numbers, if I had to ballpark it, it's at least a hundred thousand barrels. Um, so, I mean, we're setting our sights on that. That's, that's a five, six year goal to hit that number. So right now we're deeply in planning for Matry 2.0. Um, and, and really, I mean, that's what's taking most of my time right now. It's taking Brady's time and Jeff's time is that planning ahead to see how we can grow. Cause right now, as of next summer, we're going to be stagnant by volume. Uh, we'll be at about 25,000 barrels annually. Wow. And, uh, we'll do somewhere around 20 this year. And Oh, by the way, last year at 11,000, that put us in the top 5% by volume in the nation which is incredible right. to think about, right? In two years, right. top 5% in the right. nation. Well, it none of it would have happened if it wasn't for the product. And, so and that, Tina being at the bar every and, day. Well, <laughs> I need to be well, invited to the investors meeting. And also, the, and also the... Uh, the thousand uh, of those barrels. And also the, the Citra High Classic uh, drinking day that the Cisneros family had. That was incredible. At... Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think you had three checks and they were all equal and they were all very large. You were lucky. You were you were lucky that the Bengals game went overtime and that I had a, I had an extra big cigar I was smoking out on the on the patio while I was uh, pouring those things down my neck. Do God, they were. I'm good. pretty sure that was the it last was, time. It was so. Was that good. the last time you bartended? The last time I officially bartended. I, yeah. yeah, I was, I was exhausted. Oh, that's that. right. 
<laughs> well. Gosh, that day I was there and I had my dog there and he was in a pumpkin suit and some kid <laughs> and some kid was throwing rocks at him on the patio. <laughs> That's the last thing oh, I remember. Man. All right, well, listen, we're going to take a short break. We're going to do a little business here and um, and uh, we'll be back with uh, Kenny and uh, Lauren from Mad Tree. Uh, you're listening to uh, Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi everybody, Mike Cisneros here, and as a craft beer lover, you want the same thing I do. The finest in handmade lagers, ales, and stouts. But do you take the time to think about whether the same care and attention has been given to the treats you feed your dog? Well, I'm here to tell you about Brewhouse Dog Bones, made from the same wholesome malted barley that you'll find in the delicious beers from many of Cincy's finest craft breweries. Brewhouse Dog Bones are handmade in small batches, using just three additional natural ingredients, peanut butter, organic eggs, and brown rice flour. So you know your best friend is enjoying almost the same great craft experience that you do. And Brewhouse Dog Bones are not only good for your dog, they're good for our community because they offer real-world training and a work co-op experience for developmentally disabled young adults ages 18 to 22 through the New Richmond, Sycamore, Marymount, and Oak Hill school districts. Brewhouse Dog Bones are available in the distinctive brown paper sacks with the red dog bone at some of Cincy's finest craft tap rooms, including Mount Carmel Brewing Company, Listerman Triple Digit Brewing in Cincinnati, and Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg and great pet stores like Newtown Feed and Supply and Earthwise Pet Supply in Montgomery. For more information about Brewhouse Dog Bones, to carry Brewhouse in your tap room or pet store, or to find out how your school district can participate in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, just contact Lisa Graham by visiting www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Hey, we just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow Cincy Brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Vine at Cincy Brewcast. You can also subscribe to the show on some of your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud. Just search Mike at Cincy Brewcast and search Cincy Brewcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android. Follow us at Cincy Brewcast and be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. A brand new way to interact, you can leave us a Google voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send us an email at cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the contact us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with Cincy Brewcast. And welcome back to Cincy Brewcast. And as if on cue, after our social media plug there, we have our social media director, Angie Cisneros, who I neglected, I'm sorry, to introduce Second the beginning week in of the show. Row. I know, I really You know, suck. I was looking over Angie's resume today, and uh, she's got this gig on it. Yeah, well. Uh, Some yeah. experience, man. I suck. I, <laughs> I'm I, trying I, to get a job. <laughs> I suck at podcasting. Uh, so, Angie Cisneros, our social media director, uh, please. Okay, well, I have um, my first question from Twitter that someone's actually been like, hey, I have a question. And it is Adam, the BAS beer man. Um, he wants Kenny to describe his perfect day. He would also want to know what his uh, first homebrew was and how, and what was his first successful homebrew. 
All right. All right well, so what's your perfect, yeah, what's perfect, your perfect day, day first? Is it Lou Reed's? <laughs> perfect day. All right. Um, I think on a day like today, which was absolutely gorgeous. Um, perfect. Sitting outside in the shade, actually on my porch, because uh, I have a porch swing, in, which I, I always joke with people, I bought the house, or I bought the porch swing and it came with the house. <laughs> um, uh, with with my fiance Abby. I have to throw that one out there. Oh, hi, Abby. Dear and, Abby. And, uh, Congratulations, by the way. And then, oh, thank you. And then, and then, any neighbors who just randomly show up on the porch, which is the most phenomenal thing about living in Oakley, is is you can sit there on the porch, and you never know, you could end up with with no people showing up, or you could have eight people on your porch. Oh in yeah, Angie minutes. and I know that pretty well. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> of course, I need to have a beer when we can uh-huh. get off our. Yeah, and I won't give any particular beers because it really depends on my mood. So it could be any beer. It could be shade. It could be uh, Soul Drifter. It could be it could be Soul Drifter. <laughs> it could be whatever my, the mood calls for that day. Exclusively man Oh, absolutely or? not. No. In fact, well, I mean, generally at my house, I keep anything. Well, I do keep a six pack or two of man tree just because you never know when neighbors are going to show up. But quality control. I, I, I have random beers that generally somebody will trade me or, or somebody will bring something in. And honestly, I don't even know what's in my fridge most of the time. Wow. Yeah. I'll, Does I'll, it surprise you when you when you look in there and you each go, "Oh my God, I've got this!" <laughs> or Jesus, I didn't know I had that. And I must have been really, you know, kind of in the tank when somebody gave me that or whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, or, or you had people over and you, you open the door and there's like a Miller Lite sitting there, like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> So I when I, I came hope over, I didn't drink one of those the other night. Yeah, when I came over here today, I opened up the fridge and I'm like, "Oh, there's a shade, there's a, a Revolution Rosa." Yangling Light, what the hell is that doing in there? Know, what that is was, that doing there, Mr. Cisneros? It's from my graduation that party. Was a, that was a refugee from the Ohio Five University. Five months ago? Uh, from the Ohio uh, University yeah. graduation party. Uh, and then <laughs> your first, first home, home brew. brew and your first successful, successful home, home brew. Right. Well, I guess I don't think I've told anybody this story. My first home Excellent. brew was actually, I used to live in Baltimore. And uh, I lived there for a year before moving to Cincinnati. And my buddy, my roommate at the time, bought me a homebrew kit. Uh, extract. We had no idea what the hell we were doing. Um, it said that you know you have to wait, you have to leave it out because we had no way to cool it. I didn't have a big enough sink. I lived in an apartment in the middle of suburbia in Columbia, Maryland, and uh, said you had to cool it down to seventy or whatever before you could pitch the yeast. I'm thinking, well, this is going to take forever. And then I actually started thinking about the because I have an engineering background, so I I started thinking about the thermal dynamics of it and what it would act, how long it would actually take. To get something down to 70 when your room temperature is 70, right? It should be obvious. It's going to take you forever. <laughs> so at that point, I was kind of frustrated with home brewing and thought I would never do it again. Um, and then moved to Cincinnati, and, and Jeff and I started working. When I moved to Cincinnati, we started working uh, at the same company within weeks of each other. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it was a year or two later um, that we decided to try the home brewing thing. And I think it was because he found a deal on Amazon for Mr. Beer Kits. <laughs> and, and once again, don't really want to talk about that one because it was terrible. Mm-hmm. We, did, we threw that, we threw it away. We took a sip of it and then immediately threw it away. And then uh, I think it was a month or two later, we said, you know what? Let's just try this. Let's let's legitimately try to homebrew. So we did one extract from Listerman. After that, we ended up buy, doing all the research, buying all the equipment to do all grain, and we did I think three. All grain recipes that we we pretty much took from a brew your own book or magazine. Uh, so we probably did a two hearted clone and I don't know, you name it. Uh, and then by our fourth batch of beer that we did all grain, we had we decided to just go crazy and brew a Russian Imperial Stout. A Russian Imperial Stout is named Axis Monday. 
Um, wow. So our first recipe that we ever did together and from scratch was Axis Monday. Uh, and that's been the hardest beer to replicate on a production system. I just got a little chill hearing that. Wow. That's don't, adorable. Don't you Aww. say that it's never story. been as good as it was in your basement? Uh, right? we, we've never perfected it. And and each time... Well, keep trying. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> we, no. got a, we got a little feedback that um, the BAS Beer Man, his, his first batch had a little Teflon scratched into it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies as a successful batch or not. But. And then you had another one for we us? We one from Periscope, and it uh, I don't think I got it word for word, but what is the connection between the Rorschach design for the Psychopathy can? Where did that come from? Uh, that was actually Margaret from the CD Seeds who uh, did that design, that illustration. Um, honestly, I don't remember the direct connection. I'm assuming it was our designer, John Pattison, who does. I mean, he, he's designed all the cans, pretty much everything we've done to date. Uh, and he's got a pretty good connection with various illustrators out there. So, you know, that was three, four years ago. I think that's where that connection came from. Uh, but it's a really cool design. And if you take a look at it, most people don't turn it sideways where it's where you can see it's mirrored. If you turn it sideways, it wasn't necessarily designed this way. But to me, what I see is, is a lake that's kind of glassed over, just extremely still. Um, and then a bunch of trees growing out of that lake. Oh, I kind of see it now okay. in my mind's eye. I also I also see like Annie Oakley ghost style with pistols raised, <laughs> fired off. Is uh, is oh. is the shade can? Is that Brady sitting under the tree? It's it definitely looks like his beard. <laughs> it looks a little, looks a little like yeah. Brady, I think. Tall and lanky, it could be. Yeah, it wasn't meant hat. to be that, but uh, it was just a bearded dude with a really a whole lot of hair, um, holding a beer. Another another question from Periscope. Um, if you could go back and do one thing differently with Mad Tree, um, what would it be? If anything, I guess you have to I throw that out there. I would quit my day job sooner. <laughs> sooner, yeah. That was the that, most. That might be a good lesson for some of these breweries starting up here. Yeah, it's probably the most stressful time of my life. Uh, that it was, and it was only from the day that we started brewing to the day that I quit was probably three, three and a half months, two and a half months. Yeah, two and a half months, because I think I quit on the Ides of March, which I don't know if it was a good thing or a no, bad thing, yeah. but I didn't, I didn't realize it, it seemed until, to have worked out for you until a year so or so far. later. <laughs> yeah. I, everything was such a blur back then because I wasn't sleeping, right? You're, you're going to, to work eight to eight, or, or sorry, your eight-hour day, so eight to four, get out, there, get out of there as soon as possible, and then go make beer and everything else that we were doing, because it was just the three of us for the right. first six months. We didn't hire anybody until July, wow. so it was the three of us doing everything. So yeah, it was, it was, you go to work from eight to four or nine to five, whatever it was. And then you come to work again, which at that time it was exciting, but you know, it's still physically right. Yeah. Destroying you. Um, and then you'd work till one, two, three in the morning. Then you go to bed and, and repeat. And yeah, that was pretty tough. So I, and, quit and how long did you do that? Uh, that was from the day, well, we started brewing actually, uh, the end of January, However, we were trying to get everything up and going, and I mean, I was spending, I was there till midnight, one, two, starting back in December, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Lauren, I feel like we've left you out a little it's bit okay. just because of the, yeah, because of, <laughs> if but you what, could change what one has, thing about that. <laughs> no, Lauren. I mean, I just wanted to say what has brought you into this. Kind of how, did, how, how did you end up how at Mad you, How did you start? I mean, what, a little bit about your background and, sure. what, you know. Um, I actually, prior to working at Madtree, worked at Starfire, um, which is a local nonprofit for about 10 years. Um, knew Kenny, we're mutual friends. 
Um, and which is kind of through his fiance Abby. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> um, and just kind of offered to help out is just something that was interesting to me. Events and that sort of thing is what I like to do. Um, and it turned into a full-time thing, but kind of the cool thing about it is how connected it all is. So one of Madtree's big things um, is being a pillar in the community mm-hmm. and philanthropy and giving back. And so um, I've been able to not necessarily leave that part of my old job and bring it with me to Madtree. And so even part of the Bonanzas, um, part of the money raised or, or made that day is um, given to our core charities. So we have four. And so they get a donation back for, for What are those money. charities? Please, please give us a plug. Uh, Starfire. Um, right. Just, you know. <laughs> you have to. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Green Umbrella, CityLink, and uh, Cincinnati Tool Bank. So they all sort of represent things that we think are important within Cincinnati, and they're all pretty different from each other. So we feel like we're, you know, making – trying to make big contributions through those people and then anybody that's been to mad tree if you haven't thrown a dollar into the mat into the mattress uh into the bed frame (laughs) frame. uh, (laughs) above the bar shame on you what was the you know what was the what was the idea about that and that that's also that's various charities throughout and the, also uh, throughout the is year, it true it? that Chris Yacht gets the money down using a leaf blower that is true uh, it's not a leaf blower it's well, I believe it's one of the big fans that you use to blow up a bouncy castle <laughs> or like an air mattress I guess right like, sort of. I'm pretty sure it was for a bouncy castle uh, yeah no I know what you're talking about they kind of look like yeah, snails really oh yeah. Round, yeah. yeah 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 big round things yeah um. Mm-hmm. Kenny can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the grates were just there as sort of a design element, and people started throwing. And it's not a, it's not a bed frame. Come on, guys. <laughs> Wasn't it part of something in the building when it, you bought yeah, it? Yeah, it was a cage to protect something, Tools or maybe the bears oh, from getting okay. out from well, the bugs. And, and before, yeah, before we were there, it was, a, it was a, um, it was pest control. So we always joked that it was to keep all the big uh, like rats in that, that, <laughs> that they were trying to do tests on. But and by the way, they, it's all nice and clean now. There's not, there are no bugs. Um, so people were throwing their tips up there, and everybody just sort of said, well, "Why not? You know, make it worthwhile for somebody else." So it right. turned into a charity of the month. I think scenario. it's cool. I, I think it's really cool. I mean, As a bartender, yeah. I get a little bit horrified because I'll hear people behind me, oh, yeah, that's where they throw the tips. Just put them up there. <laughs> <laughs> like, the tips, no, the tips go in the can. The tips go in the cans. The donations <laughs> go in the drinks. Don't you dare. <laughs> and also, um, all of our headband sales, the don- the sales from those go straight to the nonprofits, too. So. Right, right. Ta- and can then, we talk about he- – oh, or do we – Go ahead. I, oh, I just wanted to kind of transition using that as a transition to uh, – Headband Friday. Was that just accidental marketing or was that a plan? Everything or? we do is accidental. You think we have a plan around here? I mean, think about the I don't grace, know. Sometimes right? you guys look like you're working. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I think one thing that we do really well is we embrace when cool things happen. And you think about the implications of, of doing that. Because, you know, at first when I saw dollars on the grates, I thought, this is really like frat like. And I don't know if I like this. And But we'll see how it plays out. And then as soon as we put something up there that said, and it was December, said Toys for Tots, toss a buck for the kiddos. In, in 31 days, $1,200 were thrown up there. And, I mean, that's incredible, right? And, and that's, that's just a testament to the community, not us. We, we just gave people a medium to, to donate, and then it's there. 
Um, and what? Sorry, I, I, now I'm Headband sidetracked. Friday. Headband Friday. <laughs> we just have hair and beards, so so one day some, some, some of us have beards. <laughs> some, some of us don't have hair. Somebody right? said it'd be really cool if we had headbands, and so I ordered a dozen on Amazon, and then we started taking pictures because we're just silly and, and like to have fun. And then so well, why don't we have some branded headbands? So then we started ordering branded headbands, and then we started hashtagging Headband Friday every Friday. And we said, well, why don't we sell them and donate a dollar from every one to charity and, and keep this going and see if we can get more people involved. Right. And, and now we all wear headbands on Friday, except Lauren. She doesn't participate that much. <laughs> and she then, wears shame, the garden. Shame her into the it. And then, and then another thing that just popped into my head when you started talking <laughs> about the headbands was the, was the just absolutely awesome, amazing album cover takeoffs you guys were doing. <laughs> that, was, that was incredible. I, I mean, just absolutely <laughs> How where where in hell did that come from? Once again, you just start doing things just and goofy, yeah. Just goofy shit. Well, one of the stupid. first pictures we ever took, uh, it was I think six of us, because we had about six employees at the time, and and we were all standing around kegs. And I said, all right, guys, let's take a picture. It's Headband Friday. Everybody's expecting it, and then everybody did like a boy band pose. So at that <laughs> point, we thought, well, hell, let's just start. Let's kind of figure out a theme and just roll with it. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, that's where the albums were born. It was just that simple. That's very cool. That's amazing. Well, and um, you know, with the um, the seasonal can releases, uh, we're talking about the charity stuff. You know, where you go in there to pick up your first six pack of Soul Drifter at the summer. And God, you, know, you and Soul Drifter, man, man shut you the hell up about it. I cannot wow. get enough. Pumpkin, pumpkin is releasing <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, this Thursday, <laughs> Pumpkin. City, City Link is getting it's still 50% too early for Pumpkin. The proceeds from the Pumpkin release. So. And, and, you know, nice it, plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do know, it. Do it. <laughs> the, the, the way I think you guys have implemented charity stuff, I think, is, is different than what a lot of people have. And it's fun. It makes it, you know, it feels genuine, which sometimes it feels kind of crowbarred into the way well, we're doing them. To me, it just is such a because I live in Oakley and I'm so I love Oakley. I'm so proud to be there. Um, I think we have a great community, and it just really, to me, that's part of the reason I love Madry so much is because I feel like by being there, like it's You're just helping out the community, yeah. and it's part of the community. It's just such a cool gathering spot, and you just kind of watch all of your friends and neighbors like come in and mill around and hang out, and it's just and I think the charity thing is a a lot about that because we can really see how this business is helping out our neighbors. And remember that the mission we talked about earlier being the most respected craft brewery in the region comes back to three things. It's beer, it's employees, it's community. So we could elaborate on those, but those are the questions or those are the three pieces we always have to look at when it comes to any decision we make. And it's really easy. I mean, community covers so much that, that it's easy to make a decision based on that. And, and again, we, we've talked to so many of the craft brewers, uh, the smaller guys and the bigger guys too, and that is all of them. Th- that is a theme that keeps coming back is, is, is community. What are we doing for our community? We want to be there for our community. We want to have our, uh, you know, we want to we be a, a meeting place for the community, on and on and on and on. And I think you guys maybe even started that to a certain extent because yeah i'm I'm, you know there are other breweries obviously every brewery in town has done something for charity or provided uh you know product for uh banquets or you know dinners or galas or something like that but that's what you guys started out doing was was real grassroots stuff and I, i think that's where that a lot of the urban artifacts and braxton's and some of the other you know uh uh Fibonacci's and so forth that are coming online want to serve their 
core community, and I think that's maybe something you guys have started. I mean, so you, you can well, take credit for that if you want to. And I, I think a lot I of mean, what it is is bringing back the like neighborhood and community pride. And I think that because I mean I know that Braxton their big thing is they're trying to revitalize Covington and make Covington cool again and whatever. And I think that that's kind of something that Madry really helped out a lot with is just kind of making giving people neighborhood pride again. I think. Or I mean I lived in Anderson growing up, so I wasn't super proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well it, it seems it seems really intuitive to for community to be a really big part of what you're doing as a brewery because I've made most of my friends and we've become close over beer. Right? It's a social gathering. It's 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 extremely community. You go to a bar, you go to a restaurant, you, you go you're at your house sharing a beer and you talk about a lot and you and, and that's how you become close and mm -hmm. so right it, it's instead of it being the five people that are your neighbors or the 30 people that you work closely with now it's the 10,000 people that are you know in your neighborhood <laughs> so it, yeah because I'm a regular at uh, Madry but Kenny is also a regular at Oakley Pub and oh, Grill <laughs> <laughs> I am very much so <laughs> probably more than I should be Listen, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a short break again. No uh, we'll do a little bit more business, and um, and when we come back, we'll have a lot more uh, with Kenny McNutt and uh, Lauren Amos of Mad Tree Brewing uh, over in Oakley. And beautiful, um, what is that uh, sort of uh, kind of the uh, corner kind of, of, uh, kind of Oakley East, Pleasant Ridge, East Oakley, if you Kennedy will. Heights. <laughs> Technically, Not, Columbia Township. There, there you go. All right. <laughs> so uh, you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. It may be summer, but that just means it's the right time to start thinking about the uniform needs for your fall and winter sports teams. Whether it's new embroidered gear bags for your volleyball club, silk-screened warm-up hoodies for fall baseball, or a hot new look for your basketball team, Eastgate Custom Graphics can work with you to capture your team's unique style. Eastgate Custom Graphics team design experts can help you to stand out from your competitors, and with great brands like Nike, Port Authority, Hanes, and more, ECG has the names your players want to wear. It's also not too early to think about back to school, and ECG has all your spirit wear needs. We have gear from many of the East Side schools, and if you don't see it, just ask, and Eastgate Custom Graphics will design it for you. Eastgate Custom Graphics is located at 4459 Mount Carmel Tabasco Road, right next to St. Veronica. Talk to Don Hall or any of the design pros at ECG at 513-528-7944 or visit www.ecgraphicswithanx.com and customize your look today. Eastgate Custom Graphics, the official imprinting and apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast. This Week in Beer. Hey, and um, it's, it's really been a whole This Week in Beer segment, uh, but probably the biggest event that's going on in beer is taking place this Saturday, August 29th. Uh, what are the hours again, Lauren? The, uh, noon to 1 a.m. Noon to 1 a.m., or I guess thereabouts. And uh, it's the Summer Bonanza uh, from Mad Tree. And uh, we wanted to have Kenny and Lauren on to talk about Mad Tree, of course, but also to promote the Summer Bonanza and, you know, just talk about what was going to be happening. Uh, lots of fun, lots of music. Are you going to have some food? Are you going to have some food trucks? Let's talk about that real yep, quick. Yeah, food trucks. So Catch Fire Pizza will be open Ugh. in the tap room as usual, Fantastic. but they're also going to have their food truck outside. Um, Red Sesame Korean Barbecue, if you haven't had it, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, say Cheese. Mm -hmm. uh, I love Say uh, Cheese. The first time I ever had Say the Cheese, first... I think, was at the Matry Grand yep. opening. Yep. Right. Uh, me too. 
Yeah. yeah. Mar- Maribel's uh, just joined us as a latecomer. Um, so Mike Floria is going to have some really good food. And they got great stuff over there, too. Mike Floria of Cutthroat Kitchen. Cutthroat yeah. Yes. Uh, and then Street Pops is going to have popsicles. So if it gets too hot, can... Beer popsicles? I maybe I don't well, know. Well, you have you do have the what is it? The creamsicle, dreamsicle? Dream is that what it Dream is? Yeah. Oh. And uh, new this week or last week, cream soda. Cream soda, yes. That's mm-hmm. It's wow. really now, good. See, I'm a cream soda guy, so it's good. Man, I gotta I I, I gotta get me some of that soon. I I feel like I feel guilty sometimes because I'll go into the tap room and I'll order root beer just because the root beer's so damn good. <laughs> <laughs> if you like the root beer, you'll love the cream soda. It's ama- I think the root beer is amazing. What? What was the idea behind that? I mean, why not? Just, right? Why not? Yeah, yeah, just to just playing around with sodas. Uh huh. I mean, we've had root beer on now for I don't know a year. Well, and I mean, Madry is such a family friendly place. You can bring your kids and dogs and elderly grandparents, and um, somebody's got to you got to tap into that market yeah, too. Yeah, with a kid, you know, the like, little the little five year old sticky quarters. To see a kid walk up to the yeah. bar and order a root beer, like you you know that like that's. <laughs> I would have loved that. When when our parents were toting us around as children to various bars, I would have loved to have just been able to walk up to the bar and order a root beer and walk around like on some like big shit. Yeah. We saw it there one day. (laughs) You do see it. It's funny. I saw like she had it like it had been like twelve and I like saw her with a root beer and I was like what what is this girl doing she's with a gnarly an, brown? She's like, drinking Axis Monday. Like, no. <laughs> Tina's like, I'm pretty sure that's root beer. I'm like, you would be right, I think. <laughs> I hope. One too many gnarly browns, I guess. <laughs> what is there, that child doing <laughs> drinking? If, if we want to stick with the This Week in Beer, there is some other, you know, a couple little things happening around town. Um, Fibonacci finally added Fridays. Okay. So hopefully some more people can go out there. All right. Um, Turn for the Worst comes out on Friday at Blank oh, Slate, which, yes. you know, I'm a fan of that. We'll have some uh, on Saturday. So don't go. <laughs> so, don't go on Friday. So go both <laughs> days. <laughs> go to Blank Slate Friday. Of course. Pumpkin on Thursday. Um, yeah, was that, did that just happen accidentally that Pumpkin and the Winter Bonanza, or the Summer Bonanza were the same week? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I again, again, lots of things happen by right. accident. I can't imagine that that would have been, like, good pulling but it's, Urban it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Urban Artifact has Harrow with Ginger. Wow, that should um, be interesting. Which I think would be really good. Yeah. Uh, gotta mention again, we've talked about it a whole bunch, but the grand reopening of Bad Tom is this weekend also. Um, and then it's not happening right now, but um, uh, Old Firehouse is doing a collaboration with 50 West, a pawpaw beer. Wow. Um, which... And Did they'll have that up at something? the uh, Paw Paw Festival up there in, in Athens. Or, uh, it's not Athens. Lake it's, Snowden. Uh, Lake Snowden. Yeah, yeah. Are so. they going to call it the Old West? I, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they should. Well, why not? That, one, that one's free. I the next one I'm going to I will. I'll, I'll mention it tomorrow <laughs> when I skip work to go. And in, in, what, in, in what for me, uh, I don't know if anybody's heard this yet, but what for me uh, equals uh, investigative journalism when it comes to this craft beer podcast i was wandering around up at uh, mount carmel on thursday night i was having a uh, i had the uh, uh, to- the ch- toasted cherry toasted almond cherry which is very very good by the way i really enjoyed it uh and also had uh, uh, I, of course imperial ipa and i'm wandering around the ca- the uh, the fermenter area and i see on the written on the side of the fermenter in uh, chalk or whatever ted's ted's ale and I was told by Scott Lowe, our friend over there, no, Ted 
Gregory. So oh. Mount Carmel Brewing is brewing the reincarnation, I guess, of Ted's Pale Ale. And so, and I was told it was it had been brewed by Leinenkugels, and now it's going to be brewed by Mount Carmel. So that for is use going, in going, Montgomery and restaurants. For use in, in Montgomery and restaurants. So it's going to be a true craft beer, uh, rather than something that right. is crafty. You know. So that was, and that's my little scoop scoop of the week, so to speak. And I was told I could go with it. So look at you like an investigative blogger. I'm like the mini sneaking around fermenters. The gnome the gnome (laughs) the gnome bobblehead or whatever. So you know, I don't know. But anyway. Um, just a few a little bit more time here with uh, Kenny and Lauren from Mad Tree and uh, um, Michigan and Illinois, huh? A hundred thousand Barrels. Did I say that? You did say that. I wrote it. I wrote it down right here. Uh, that's that's amazing. So, and there's been some speculation. We've talked to some other brewers, and we've you know had off the record conversations with people and so forth. Some speculation about how you're going to get that done. I mean, do you do you have any? idea yet any is there one planned? way you're leaning toward you know one way or the other ideas. yeah uh i can't really share a whole lot right now because there's 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 a lot of things in motion uh we don't want to jeopardize what the plans are um but yeah lots and lots it's like the eight-legged kraken right it's the monster it's the beast <laughs> we're trying to tame right now so uh um it's going to be big it's going to be awesome uh but who knows? Our plans may not work out. We may have to find another plan. But uh, nothing's off the table. We should, yeah, nothing's off the table. We should, we should hopefully have something to announce before the end of the year. Okay. So, uh, should. do you have? I was just gonna. I was gonna ask the perpetual Cincy Brewcast um, kind of winding down question. Well, I we can you can ask that if you want to. But I want to get back to uh, what one of the things that I think has been. Uh, the marketing brilliance is is the is the cans. Uh, it was obviously the first Ohio craft brewery to uh, market in cans. Um, a great, uh, um, they're beautiful. A cans great, too. yeah, beautiful. That's what I was gonna say. A great venue for all the all the fantastic artwork that comes out, you know, around the Mad Tree brand and so forth and so on. What what was the what was the reason that made you guys go for cans instead of bottles and does does any of that you know does that hold for any of the other you know craft brewers in town that might be thinking of expanding or might be in thinking of increasing their uh you you know their presence and just what is it about the cans that you guys liked to begin with i, I there were a whole lot of things and and we actually went back and forth uh for probably six months before we finally came to the conclusion that cans were the right answer. So uh, you've got the environmental side, you've got the finance side, you've got the... Um, portability factor. Portability side, right. It, it's the active You can drink it in a park. You don't have to put it in a paper bag. You, <laughs> you do have that. You, you, I do see a lot of times you'll have the, the jogger out there, maybe with a stroller, with a kid, and you, know, you can have a beer and a koozie and nobody's really going to think twice about it. Because people still don't necessarily think about beer and cans, at least your, your general population. Um, but, uh, yeah, so from the environmental perspective, you can t- you can it, it costs a lot less to transport that product if you're moving. I mean, we have the luxury of being mostly in Cincinnati, right? So that transportation is fairly inexpensive. 
But if you need to move that product outside the state or even to far reaches of the state, it's a lot cheaper to transport the same volume because your package uh, um, weight is a lot lighter. Right. It's more likely to be recycled. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, oh, I, I read an article a month or month and a half or so, or so ago that they don't even really want to recycle glass anymore. It ends up being crushed and used for fill in landfills. It ends up in the landfill anyway. So, and glass is complicated. My understanding is you have to uh, separate the colors of the glass because of the mm-hmm. additives that they put in the glass. Uh, from a from a beer perspective, uh, glass, no matter how dark that glass is, you're still going to let UV light penetrate which can cause issues with the beer, right? You're going to cause um, the, the off-flavor skunkiness. Yeah, still in, a major misconception that, uh, that skunked beer is a, a temperature issue than a light issue. Yeah, the, 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 and, and back to and the temperature, to your point there as well, right? You can, you can chill a, uh, um, a canned beer faster than you can a glass. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, also the insulation's not there either, uh, so it will warm up faster than a glass will. Um, there's, there's been a lot of research with respect to the environmental impact, and I know some people will argue that uh, that the mining of bauxite, which is what creates the aluminum, which then uh, goes into the can, is, is extremely detrimental to the environment, and, and I, I believe that's actually true. Uh, however, because it is, aluminum is infinitely recyclable, at least infinite to, in our perspective, uh, it is uh, overall generally considered better for the environment. Um, uh, New Belgium did a great study on the benefits of can or aluminum versus glass, which I would recommend everybody go read. You can find it on their website and some blog that they have posted. Uh, so make your own decision. Uh, this was our decision based on those facets, the environment, the beer, um, and the uh, the ability to take it places you can't take glass. So well, hiking, a, biking, you name it. It sets such a great precedence in Cincinnati because now what? How many how many breweries are doing cans now? Well, we expect many to, you, expect us to yeah, pull yeah. that number. Yeah. Many, <laughs> yeah. no, many. I mean, but that's know, what, just what I'm saying. You know, you guys are kind of the trendsetters um, with respect to the canning. That that's why. A, that's yeah. why it was kind of fun for us to see the uh, when you guys decided to kind of bottle the trunk series. It was like, really, the can well, guys are going right. bottles, well, and, <laughs> and how popular that you know how excited people got. Oh, they're doing bottles. They're doing bottles. Whereas you know, so and, and sometimes <laughs> the bottle is the right vessel for a beer. Right. We realize that cans aren't the best place to put a barrel aged beer. Right, and, so, and honestly, the logistics behind it are, are difficult to, to buy that many well, cans. Well, and then there's there's the whole bomber sort of you know idea of having a, a little bit more a little bit more the, uh, beer in a in a right. in a bottle that you're going to spend fifteen, eighteen, nineteen, whatever it is, dollars for. So you want to at least give the consumer at least a you know eighteen, nineteen, twenty ounces of beer. So that. That makes a lot of sense. Can you tell it, us about yeah, if, the? If we're, if we're on <laughs> the if we're on the trunk series, when when are we getting the, the tequila tea on it? September. That's the plan. I don't. So actually, I don't have a, an official date yet for it. It's. Uh, I would just say late September. Late just September. Say, just and, a question yeah. for my and, personal. And, and I, <laughs> Wait a minute. I see Lauren over here. I'm She's like, shaking I'm her head. At my and she's like, you know what? Can these guys it? give me a freaking date? So I'm over here trying to market this stuff and put the word out. And all I get from these guys is September. Or, or, and I mean, uh, we're sitting here disappointed because we're like, boy, that would really be great if we could break some news on here and get a date. And, then she, and, and she's like shaking her head, going, oh, God, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Lauren's looking, or that, that, or she's looking at the calendar saying, really, you guys are going to put that on me in September with all I have. 
to do. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, they'll come to you on Friday afternoon and say, it's going out Monday. It, it, <laughs> I think it won't the, be the first time. I think the label says uh, on it, bottled in August. Uh, yeah, we're going to have that's to have not, you come in tomorrow. That's not the official label, actually. I think that's getting changed. All right. Um, that the the is it is it Tiamat? Yes. Is that how it's pronounced? Yep. yep. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, any plans to brew that more? It's my favorite. <laughs> Not currently, but you know how plans change. Sure, it's my favorite only, one you guys have ever only, made. Only for you, Tina. I absolutely adore it. And so when I saw that that was the Trunk series, I almost cried. I'll tell you what. I'm when so you get married, I will talk him into brewing a batch for your wedding. <laughs> How's that sound? Okay. All right. Well, if, if, Thanks, you guys, if you guys want to break tea. something on air, you can break this. September, Galaxy High releasing cans. October, Citra High releasing cans. Yes. I won't give you the official date yet because there's all we have to make Things sure that change. we hit the date. <laughs> so we plan very soon to have Galaxy. And then October, about a month later, we'll have Shh. Citra. I already broke that. <laughs> Actually, I think right, I put fine. it in Mike's notes. So I think, well, and, and just kind of Galaxy High and Super High are two very, very popular beers that you guys have. Um, people can't get enough of them. Is there going to be any sort of kind of, this might be speaking, you know, way out of anything that you guys can answer, but um, are there any plans for sort of more regularity of having one on at all times? Not currently. There's... Those are two of the harder beers to make just because sure. of the shortage of, of Galaxy Hops, Citra, Simcoe, Topaz. Uh, we have a, a certain amount that, we, that, that we've contracted, and when those are gone, they're gone. Yeah, so it's not really a marketing thing. It's a mm-hmm. supply, right. yeah. it's right. a supply yeah. thing. Understandable. So this is the pelt you with questions you can't answer segment. <laughs> What's the next in the high series? Good question. What do you want it to be? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, there's... I. Uh, you know, and, and my opinion doesn't matter a whole lot, but I I really like those those traditional stupid German hops. So you want like Fuggle High? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I want something really, really piney. Tetney. But what what Tet-tet. about you know like you know Tet-tet-tet. you can still go German, go with more modern German, go with you know everybody's liking the whole melon hops, you know something like that, something that's. It doesn't have a ring to it, but I see where you're going. Mm-hmm. We'll have to come up with another hop to pair it with that sounds better. So the answer is we don't know yet. Yeah, we actually have no idea what we're going to do next with it. Um, I mean, do you it, want to? Do you want to do another one? Uh, we've we've knocked it back and forth. I mean, it's once again the reason for the high series. Yet another accident, right? It's not like we planned this thing. Right. Where'd the name come from? It was a TV show back in 1987, I think. It lasted a solid six episodes, eight episodes, I don't know. Um, and it was called Galaxy High Cartoon. And it was about a bunch of high school students. Hi, get it? Galaxy High. Oh, okay. All right. that, that, that were uh, going to high school on a space station. So when you have, after this show's over, you should pull up on YouTube the song. <laughs> the song is this terrible digital kind of weird uh-huh. thing yeah. from, you know, you would expect from 87. So when we started making the beer... We had to come up with a name for it, right? And so it's Galaxy Hops, and we're thinking, well, what are we going to call it? So, I don't know, just randomly, I said, how about Galaxy High? And it kind of stuck. And then we said, well, hell, let's make a Citra High beer. And that was, you know, months later. So the high had nothing to do with the alcohol content, because that was always my thought. Well, is it, that is it, that All the, those factors. It, it did kind of in, fit right? in. And I, and I will say that, that from a Galaxy, Galaxy Hops are a little, are, are dank. There's some dankness yeah. there, which... Some people can also say kind of smells a little bit like cannabis. 
and so that might have been well i think part that's of the a, dank yeah, uh, another tie-in description yeah, yeah exactly yeah which is great so yeah. it worked out you know we have a high series now and and if we decide to create uh um i don't know insert hop high uh it could happen <laughs> It would be a fun series, and I think that uh, Cincinnati would jump on it in a heartbeat. Yeah, exactly, and it, it's fun that well, that Cincinnati jumps well, on anything the these about, guys do. I I'm was serious. Say, you could I mean, put Madry on a flip flop. Yeah, <laughs> you could. You could it put. Hasn't been you, done you, yet, you could put it. In, you could put it in a bucket next to a. You know, next to the. Uh, the cigarette. Uh, yeah, next to the cigarette <laughs> bucket. And. So what about um, you know local ingredients? We've had a lot of breweries talking about local stuff and local. Do you guys have any plans to do anything local hops? anything like that we got a fresh 15, fresh 15 on right now um we got somebody on periscope is wanting a local local high beer something with local where, hops where are your uh local hops from that are in fresh 15 from ah great question um i'm drawing a blank right now that's all right yeah just sorry. curious uh the uh are we using the basil from madisonville though for the lemon basil I believe so now, we, from the Madisonville Community Garden? Yep. So the basil and the oh, lemon basil blonde. The, awesome. The issue with any local hops, well, yeah, right now, the issue with using any local hops in a beer is planning that beer when you're going to use those hops around their production schedule, right? When those hops are ready. Um, and then getting enough of it. Well, yeah. and I imagine locally there aren't, because we did an interview with Ohio Valley Hops. Um, Man about a, Mancato? Is that? Yeah, Ohio, yeah, yeah. Ohio Valley Hops. Oh, you're right. On, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're absolutely uh, right. Thank you. Hi, that's not me. I, yeah. that's, hi, Dave. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, but yeah, and that was kind of something. Makes me look smart. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of something that we kind of touched on with Dave from Ohio Valley Hops a little bit, is that a brewery of your guys' size, that's almost enough to deplete a small local hop farm's entire crop right so i imagine that that must be really tough to do um but it's also very cool and very appreciated definitely and then, and then the you know trying to dry hop with uh or actually dry hopping with uh whole leaf cones is is also tough for your your yield right because now you've got this massive cone versus the pellets they absorb liquid you can't really store them they take up a lot of space uh you have to use them fresh uh, so it is difficult. Logistically, it's difficult at this mm -hmm. point. However, I, we're, we're seeing Ohio really grow with respect to hop farms. Um, and I think one day that, you know, we might be able to pull a reasonable, a reasonable amount of volume from uh, the state of Ohio. Awesome. Very cool. Um, guys, I have another question, but I just wanted to Go see ahead. if there was anything no, else you guys I, wanted no, to no, elaborate of, on as I, far as I, local I, hops goes. I thought of something, but go ahead. Okay. I mean, this is kind of a big question. It's not, I wouldn't call it hard hitting, but. It's a little bit just kind of what I see in as far as trends go um, with the customers that I have. You're either a Madry person or a Ryan Geist person. Oh, the old <laughs> the old stone the the old uh, Stones versus the Who question or the Beatles Stones versus stones. the Beatles. I don't think you well, have to be either or. All right. Um, <laughs> Which one are you, <laughs> Ryan Geist? <laughs> um, so kind of just sort of generally i i feel like i can and you know whatever i can recite our draft list to you upset a customer. periscope oh sorry i don't care this is the internet um i feel like i can recite our draft list to a customer and they don't even need to hear what beer it is or what style <laughs> style or anything Rheingeist. so yep. what can we say 
Why why Madry? Why should we pick Madry, Kenny? We should pick it because you like it. Right? It, uh, I can't you tell you. You guys are kind of the two heavy hitters in town. Like I, what is The I last mean, thing I want to do though is to tell you why you should pick it. You should pick it because you made that decision. You should pick it because you like the beer first and foremost and then sh- you should pick it because you like the mission. Got it. I like to mix psychopathy and truth 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> that is awful. Don't do that. Don't, do it. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> I've never done that for the record. What's what are people doing around town that you like? Well, either I, either one of you, you can I, answer. Yeah, go ahead. I I haven't been drinking in a while, but the, you guys are always Lame. talking about Blank Slate and I feel like pretty much every beer that they come out with is pretty delicious oh i took that as like this big wide open question that wasn't even related to beer but okay thank you well, <laughs> i mean it doesn't well, have it to doesn't be, have to be. Are you great. Can, yeah, no they're not no, they're, they're not, not. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's a sore subject around here what do you i mean uh, any anybody i mean i know you told me about you might have miller light in the fridge but what <laughs> i hope i what, don't what what what, what <laughs> What what around town is 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 lighting you up these days, and maybe giving you a a, a pause to say, hey, you know, we could try that, or that's something that's a really, you know, unique. I, I wish we had done that, or you know, I don't know that we ever necessarily sit back and say, I wish we had done that. Um, we're trying to to lead our own path and and figure out where we want to go, uh, not necessarily doing what other people are doing. That's um, we base. We base the beers that we make off off what we're seeing in the tap room, the things that we like first and foremost, um, and then any gaps that we might have uh, in the portfolio. Um, I think one of the things that, back to Tina's point earlier, that we do a little bit differently than anybody else in the city is the breadth of our portfolio. Uh, we're not, uh, you know, we've got we've got an IPA that accounts for. I think the national average is is, is IPAs are twenty six percent of of the volume for for beers psychopathy for us is somewhere in the mid 30s i think uh but you know we're canning four beers year round and then we have at any time you might see two seasonals out there as well uh and so just from the styles that we lay out there it's 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 a little bit different than anybody else i think in the city right now um but with respect to what people are doing i i, I can't help but say uh, I, I love going to Blank Slate. I really do. Yeah. I, I love what yeah. Scott does, and, and Scott and I always have great conversations together. But, but you know, with that in mind, you know, hell, Bob Bonner and I had some great conversations the other day about what they're doing with respect to, to employment, and, and, and you know, we, we kind of shared information back and forth, and I think that's how the industry here in the city gets better. Well, I know we had Scott on a couple of weeks ago, and, and one of the things that I would like to do on this program at some point is get you Scott, maybe Mike Dewey, maybe a couple other di- different people, and have a. Brewers, oh, Mike Dewey's got a long drive. Ha- have a brew, yeah. <laughs> have have like a brewers bitch session, and come in and just and just go back and forth. Well, and, I mean, a- and all and look, I I talk a lot during this thing, but I would really just ha- sit back and listen because yes, I that think was that something we loved so much about Scott being on the show. Is he did not hold back? He said. Anything and everything that was on his mind, and that's just Almost sort of everything. how that's sort of how he like just how he is as Almost. a person. Almost everything. And that's how he is as a person as well. But it's also it's just really cool to be able to have him kind of bring that that kind of. I think that would be fun to have all of you guys together and just feed off of all of that energy. And, and hey, look, let me get back to the uh, summer bonanza again. This Saturday, 
August 29th from noon until 1 a.m. at the Mad Tree Brewery over on, what is that, Robertson Avenue? Kennedy. Kennedy Avenue um, in uh, Cincinnati. If you don't know where it is, Google it or, you know, put it in your uh, iPhone and, and, and map it or whatever you have to do. It's not hard to there's find. A, there's a great map you, on you, the gnarly you, you, you probably either know where Madison Road <laughs> or uh, Ridge Road is. Go, go to gnarly. It's, Look around. It's, it's, a, it's a real crossroads of Cincinnati. Uh, I, I got a hold of this list that you guys brought of the, of the, where, of the warehouse beers uh, and the tap room offerings and so forth and so on. And one of the things that, that, that caught my eye is um, you're going to have a special stone. You're going to have a special Yellow Springs. You're going to have a bunch of special Jackie O stuff. You're going to have a special Revolution. Um, you're going to have a special Braxton. Uh, and, and what all that says to it, me, Fatheads. Braxton venturing into Ohio. Fatheads, Thirsty Dog, Land Grant, Seventh Son, North High, Great Lakes, 50 West. All, all that, it's, it's an all-star team of not just Ohio and regional craft beer, but national craft beer. And that says to me, that's, res- that's a sign of respect. When Stone and some of those other people want to be at your event and they want to provide a special beer, I don't think there's anything that more that can be said about the kind of respect you guys have earned in just a short time. That's got to be incredibly gratifying. It is, absolutely. I mean, the uh, anywhere we go around, I mean, around the U.S. at this point, you I, we see people wearing mad tree shirts in Atlanta at the airport, right? You'll see, <laughs> I'll, I'll get a, a picture, somebody will send me a picture when they're out in Asheville, and, and there'll be a mad tree shirt out there. Uh, we can go to some of the breweries around various states, and they know who we are, which is great. Uh, I mean, we know who they are, too, at the same right. time. So it is good to hear that kind of positive feedback, that positive buzz. Uh, but it's it's a testament to the industry, and, and we're all here supportive of each other. It's the, It goes back to that community. You know, it's – I still feel like – you know, everybody talks that eventually beer is going to have to start, you know, craft beer is going to have to start fighting with it itself. And I just, you know, I, I still have hope that this is a different kind of community. What do you, what do you think about that? Is, is it going to start getting super competitive at some point? Or do you feel like it's always going to have that or is it collaborative already? community? I would say that, that the majority of the craft breweries are going to stay collaborative. You're going to have some that are going to shut down. You're going to have the other guys, some guys bought up by the big boys. Uh, and then they're probably going to, you know, back off from that collaboration side of things from that community, um, which, you know, shows that the, the craft industry, I think, wins in the end. I think we're winning right now. I'm sure we only have, what, 12% of the market, I think, now that uh, Yingling's considered craft. Uh, we went from all of a sudden, what, 7 8% to like 12% overnight. Um, but you know, you know, long term, I don't think we're in a bubble because people like to ask that question: Are you in a craft beer bubble? Is, I quit is craft it. beer in a bubble? Uh, and <laughs> I used to ask it. And, I don't ask it anymore. And to that, I would say no. Uh, I'd say no for several reasons. But you know, this show probably shouldn't last half an hour longer, maybe two hours longer, however long it would take me to go give over us why the, we're not. <laughs> give, give us the five minute version of your thirty minute answer. <laughs> well, I think we have, have our heads in the right place. We're working together. We're, it, it, you know, as long as we're not tearing people down, we're not tearing each other down, we're all going to get better. 
Um, we still all work together. If we need something from one of the, if we need anything, uh, some raw ingredient or help with anything at all, you, you know, you call one of your local buddies, which is any of the craft breweries in the, in the hell, probably in the state. And they would help you if they could. Uh, and we all reciprocate. If we start tearing people down, if we start saying, well, and, you know, it is, it is friendly competition. So sure. I want, I want three tap handles and I know Scott wants three tap handles and, and Ryan guys wants five tap handles and then we want six <laughs> tap handles. Right. So that's, that's the way it goes, but it's a friendly competition. As long as we all work together and we all improve together, then we all continue to, to be a big piece of, of the craft industry. Yeah. Um, and as long as we keep in mind that, you know, a business is still, you still have to be profitable because that's the key to succeeding and growing. Uh, start with a good plan, start with a good business plan. We get people all the time. Everybody wants to be in the beer industry, right? In some way, shape or form, whether it's directly or indirectly. But keep in mind that, that you need to have a passion for beer, for your product. You need to be good at what you're doing there. You can find people to fill those gaps, but you also have to look at it as a business. And if you just look at it, at, look at it as beer, you're going to fail as a business. If you look at it as business, you're going to fail from the passion side of things, which is where community employees and everything else comes in. Dang, I just that's, had a great question. That's I a great remember. answer. I, I mean, it, it, you know, it is. It's, it's an amazing answer. Uh, is, uh, is 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 there any anybody nationally that you want to work with as far as a, some kind of collaboration one of these days, or somebody that you're, you know, that you're that you love to sit down and have a beer with that you haven't maybe or. Oh, I know I that's know. a what's your favorite color question, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of a weak question, but I had a great one that I just I'm gonna write this stuff down. I'm not very good at this, by the way. You may have noticed. <laughs> we just make this up as we go along. <laughs> hey, it's it's how we run Matchery, right? That's <laughs> right, true. That's right. Yeah. I mean we've got this we've got this beer list before Saturday. That means we planned ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, as soon as that goes up, we will retweet it and yes, share it with yes. everybody. Well, that was first thing tomorrow morning. There's still some typos in here, so we want to make sure. Yeah, don't take a picture of that. That was I, I got mad at Angie because I had to take her uh, to pick up her car when we were on our way over here. And I was like, damn it, I wanted to get there early to do show prep. She goes, you never do show prep. So I said, yeah, but every prepared. week I like hope that maybe I will. <laughs> you never have anything prepared, so I don't know why you got so mad. At the first Bonanza, we played the uh, the drinking game, uh, where if you could pick out all, or for every typo you could pick out in in the stuff that we had laid around, all the all the media that we had laid around, then you had then you had to drink, um, and yeah, I think we had, I counted them, and because I didn't get to proofread it, because I'm a stickler for proofreading. I think there were 17 typos at the first uh, Bonanza. <laughs> so as long as we Please don't it, read my blog each and then. every year, we're doing better. We're improving. Wonderful. That's all you can ask for. <laughs> as long as you improve well, in the you, long run. That's what I said. Keep trying, you guys. You'll, you'll get it right one of these days. And we're going to be with every, every craft beer drinker in Cincinnati is going to be with you every step of the way, you know, making sure that you're striving for perfection really lauren one more time give us all the particulars and what's going on saturday and just tell it tell us a little bit uh, noon to 1 a.m food trucks bands lots of beer probably the most important thing that we haven't talked about is parking carpool oh, yes. carpool with your friends carpool, uber <laughs> don't plan on parking at mad tree um fifth third and med pace have both um offered up the use of their lots there's going to be two shuttles running 
constantly throughout the day. So take advantage of that. And it's the or fifth, get dropped the fifth off. third, the big fifth third on Duck Creek. Yes, not like a branch. Don't go to a branch <laughs> right. and park there. Right, not the big, the big one that's the next to Coca-Cola yes. and all that stuff. Yes. yes. So, so um, yeah, because it'll be pretty, and it'll still pretty much be gridlocked around. You can't find a parking around. spot on a Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, it's there. hard yeah. to find a parking spot there at, at any time. Uh, Kenny McNutt and uh, Lauren uh, Amos, man, we really so glad you guys were able to join us tonight. It's really an honor to have you, and um, and we just can't thank you enough. And and continued success to you guys. Uh, you know, anything we can do for you, any help you need, or if we if we can be of service in any way, let us know. Keep drinking craft beer. Keep drink, keep drinking craft beer. We got beer. you there. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's us or somebody else. <laughs> and then we have a shameless show plug that uh, we need to do before we uh, say goodbye. And that is for our next program, which is going to be, be a big one. live at Jungle Jim's Cigar Fest. And Tina was asking me today, what the hell is a craft beer show doing, well, he a, goes, doing a cigar? He says, he says, are you coming to the show on Sunday? And I said... Uh, maybe and then and I'm like and then, don't and then, you and listen then, to and any of this and then I said hold on and then I said are we gonna be having a show on Monday too and he goes and he's like acting like I'm some big fucking doofus he's like he's like well if we're gonna have <laughs> well, a show he's like doofus, if we're gonna have a show on Sunday why would we have a, we'd be having a show on Monday and I said why would a beer podcast be having a cigar <laughs> show things in the world don't make sense tune in so, on sunday and you will find out the answer i'm not even I, i'm not even sure if i'm coming now well, then, <laughs> then tune in on periscope live <laughs> well you're invited you can come if you want we we really i need don't you, i don't actually. smoke cigars i don't yeah. I, I don't have any commentary on them. Maybe it's also, time to start. my friend jack and i are planning to recreate the ghost adventures opening shot for shot so uh, I might have really, other things to do. That sounds really weird. You guys, you guys have met Jack, I'm sure. He's we, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we need to talk about this. What is the deal? What are we up to? Let's uh, let's let's promote it real quick. I wanted to do a. Uh, uh, it, you know, it's we are talking about why a craft beer podcast would be at the cigar festival, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about the entire show. How to what how beer goes with cigars which is something i struggled with for a really long time I'm a huge cigar fan huge beer fan but i could never i could never get the two to to match up and um i've dove head first into that the last six months trying to really figure it out and crack that to me and i think i, I think i've got it but um grab yourself a, a a barrel aged axis money with coffee and vanilla and then have it with a cigar I think it goes really well together. Yeah, but sometimes really not good. just any cigar. That's the thing. Depends you know, on the cigar. It depends yeah, on the cigar, right. you know? Yeah, I mean, so. With an so, acid, it's perfect, right? So. <laughs> with with an acid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true. So, this Sunday. This Sunday, we have not talked about what time we're going to go live, so you're putting me on the spot, but um, sometime on Sunday after Sometime on Sunday afternoonish. Well, it's definitely well, got to be, be the, afternoon because I'll still be at work at noon. Yeah, yeah, so we didn't talk um, about okay, it. Okay, all right. So. <laughs> Will this be the Jungle Gyms Fairfield or East Jungle Gyms location? Fairfield yes. in, in the Snake Building, in, yes. which if you go there, you'll understand what that means. That's Is that the Oscar building? The Oscar? It's no, a whole it's, it's separate, a different, it's a separate it's a different, building that the okay. monorail goes to. Right. You'll see it. It's got okay. a big snake wrapped right. around the building. It's Cool. 
Cool. Um, and we'll be talking, you know. We will be talking we, craft if, yeah, beer. Yeah, we will be talking craft beer and cigars. And, cigars. and not only us, but the experts at Jungle yes. Gyms, and the other cigar people and their beer people will be will be joining us, I'm sure. To we should discuss. have some really fun giveaways and stuff, too. And there are Excellent. still tickets available, so. Excellent. Um, go to their and, terrible new and, website. And yes, and we will tickets. be uh, the and and then we'll also be discussing the fortieth anniversary. It just was this Absolutely. past week, but uh, we'll be close enough to talk about that too. So, uh, lots of stuff going on on Cincy Brewcast. Uh, we are also coming up on our twenty fifth episode, which is going to be in two weeks. And uh, we're, for that one, we're just going to sit around. And get drunk. <laughs> and get I've drunk. got some. I've got some really fun numbers for you guys too. So okay. some, some fun statistics right. that I've been right. keeping. So, so, so uh, and uh, so that about wraps it up for us uh, tonight uh, here on Cincy Brewcast. Uh, we'd like to again thank Kenny McNutt and Lauren Amos for joining us. And uh, we'd like to thank, I'd like to thank the Gnarly Gnome, Gnome at uh, GnarlyGnome.com. Absolutely. Amos Cisneros at the uh, Oakley Pub and Grill, slinging that number nine burger in Cincinnati. Hell yeah. And uh, so uh, that does it for us. My name is Mike Cisneros. Thanks for listening and watching. You've been uh, listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>